0: And your brain starts doing all these crazy-ass calculations, all of which takes you out of doing what it is that you need to do right now. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime we spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you wanna gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. Uh, I don't know where you guys are in the world, but yesterday was a huge day in, uh, in the U.S., as it always is. And that was the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and I know it's something that, you know, I don't know if people abroad have actually watched, uh, but yesterday was probably one of the craziest feats I've ever seen a team... Individuals go through when it comes to mastery and it comes to perseverance and it comes to just inner knowing about oneself. Um, so I wanted to, it just I, I kind of went to bed in, in awe. I woke up, I was like, Was I dreaming? Did that actually happen? So, for those of you guys that didn't watch it or didn't know, um, New England Patriots, Tom Brady. Uh, arguably the best quarterback. I think after yesterday, there's no argument anymore, um, but showed up to their seventh Super Bowl in as many as I think, what is it, like 15 years or something? They won the first one my freshman year of college, so that was 2001. What? Yeah. 16 years, and they have been in the years. Super Bowl seven times. <laughs> wow. That's insane. They've been to the Super Bowl almost 50% of the time that they've been. That's just bonkers. Anyway, yesterday at halftime, the Atlanta Falcons, who they were playing, were up 21 to nothing. 21 to nothing. And I don't think anyone. I mean, like, it was such a blowout at that point. And it was just like New England was doing nothing right. Atlanta was doing everything right you knew that they were going to come out and make some sort of changes, but they come out into the third and lo and behold, the best they do is I think they scored a field goal. Atlanta scored another touchdown. So now it's 28 to three. And literally like even in the living room where I was watching, it was just like a mass exodus. Like at that point, everyone's like the game's over. (laughs) Right. Little did they know. Um, What, what then transpired uh, over a quarter, literally like a quarter of football was one of the most ridiculous things I think I've ever seen. Uh, so I just, bro, and I'm happy to hear whatever you want to say about it because I'm sure you experienced it too. But like for me, I think it just so, it's so present right now about the level of mastery that one must have. Not, I'm not even talking about the physical game aspect. I'm talking primarily about the mental stuff and it just translates so well into... I think it was Mitch White. I posted something yesterday about, like, um, Tom Brady equals mastery. I said I'm in awe of what I just witnessed. Um, Greatest ever performance or something like that. And Mitch White wrote this whole thing about what we as human beings can learn, like everyone can learn from what happened yesterday. Because at the end of the day, for three quarters, they were down and out. They were getting annihilated. It wasn't even, like... It was competitive. It was just like they didn't show up to play really. And then somehow turned it all around and forth. Like Tom Brady from missing every single receiver all of a sudden starts hitting everybody on a dime. Receivers that were just dropping everything all of a sudden started catching. The offensive line that was letting everybody through, a guy had three sacks against Tom Brady solo, two in one possession, all of a sudden start standing up to them. Like... I'm just, guy, from your perspective, you're, if you're that coach and you have this team who comes out of the locker room flat, again, flat, what the hell happened that all of a sudden they're like, they flipped that switch? I mean, I think when you have that level of mastery and that seniority
1: and that space, you have to know that you're never truly out of a game unless you take yourself out of the game. And I think like what we see with the entrepreneurialism like sometimes early success is a kiss of death you know you're up 23 or 28 to three in the game you get maligned you take your foot off the gas you lose your edge a little bit you start coasting and the other team's got that underdog attitude and is just trying to like all right we just haven't sharpened our blade yet so we're going to spend some time sharpening our blade here and then have this like really effective tool it's like that um it's an abraham lincoln He's like you spend X amount of time sharpening your blade, and then X amount of time like taking down the tree. Where like a guy would go there would like start hitting the tree with a blunt axe instead of just like taking more of his time to sharpen it. So I was, I've always felt that way about them. That's what's made them the best. The you know that whatever he's in the first half against New England, Bill check is just watching and learning, and then he's gonna figure it out. And when they do, they're gonna just start pushing on that button and you know manipulating it and not manipulating it, but like just yeah, you know, efficiently. Moving it, it was it was interesting to watch it to the degree. I wish they were able to take over that game at that point. They must have just seen something and been like, "Boom, let's get it right." So yeah, I've never seen anything quite like that. I remember maybe, maybe like one game ever with like Vinny Testaverdi when I was in high school, where he in like the last quarter did like four or five touchdowns in this game that they were down like thirty something points and come back and won the game in overtime. Yeah, but to do it on but to do it on that stage, to do it at this point in your career to not lose the perspective of who you really are and, like, still operate from that knowing in the face of, like, circumstances that nobody's ever overcome before, which nobody has ever overcome those circumstances before. Yeah, you know, just build on the leg- <laughs> the legacy of the greatness of... I know, mean, the they overcame
0: mess. not only... The greatest deficit in the Super Bowl at that point had been 10 points. They went into the locker room down 21-0. Like... I don't care who you are. You go into the locker room. You had a game plan. That game plan has failed miserably. Mm. Miserably. You go into the locker room. You make changes. You come out. You get stopped the first one. You stop them the first round. You get stopped again. Or no, you get kick a field goal the next time. And then you get scored a touchdown again. And, like, all this is happening, it it seemed to happen really fast. I'm just thinking, like, Tom Brady's knocked down on his ass. I think he got sacked something like five times. He got knocked down 19 times in the entire 16 game. He gets knocked down. And we all know kind of like the Giants, which we're both Giants fans. So I'm not a big New England Patriots fan by any stretch of the imagination. I just – I'm in awe when I witness mastery, and that was mastery. I'm just thinking, like – Fourth quarter happens, and I think it's something, like you said, I think they did see something. But I play tennis, and I don't know how many of you guys play sports competitively or, or do anything, you know, like really competitive, whether it's like chess or sports or something where you can kind of like measure it's mind against mind. I know for me, when I'm playing tennis, the most difficult thing to do is get – out of like if I'm in the slump and like none of my shots are working I'm sure for golfers it's very similar like when nothing's working what do you do to get yourself out of that what do you how do you make that switch and so this is what I want to share with you like my personal experience I don't know what Tom Brady did I can imagine that what I'm about to share with you is like something he probably learned I don't know like in his third year I don't know maybe in college or something like the level to which he has this capacity is so beyond my understanding right now but here's what I can tell you what most people do is they project versus be in the present moment so for example for me when I'm on a tennis court if and for those of you guys that don't know how scoring happens in tennis it's not that important but I'm just gonna say it anyway like if I'm serving And I'm down love forty, okay. Which means like I've given up three straight points, and if the person wins the next point, they win that game. Mm -hmm. I'm in my head the way I used to operate. In my head, I was like, "Oh, that game! The game is pretty much done, unless I'm playing someone like really, really bad, which no longer really happens." You know, like your brain just starts going like, "Okay, I'm already down. You know, I'm going to be down love one." then i have okay so now i have to win the next game and all this is happening while i'm i'm still bouncing the ball to serve my brain's already there so what i've started to realize is that your brain is in either one of two places it's either in the present moment doing the only thing it needs to be doing right then which is literally bounce the ball throw the ball serve the ball that's it right as soon as it goes into all of this future pacing you're no longer there in that present moment. And so when you're down by a lot, that's where the brain tends to go. It, it's very difficult to keep that brain in that present moment and focus on just that one thing, like just yeah. hit this ball. Cause what you're thinking about is all the ways you missed before. And you're also at the same time thinking like, well, if I hit this shot and miss it, then I'm going to be down this and your brain starts doing all these crazy ass calculations all of which takes you out of doing what it is that you need to do right now. So at some point, you know, coach great coaches when a team's slumping, what do they always do, guy? They tell you to focus on the inch in front of you. Yeah, that's it. Right? Like get back to fundamentals and just do that one next thing. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the whole picture. And I'm sure to some level that's what they got. They like huddled up and were like, "Look, just make the next throw, just make the next catch. You just make the next block. You, you know, like it wasn't about, Hey, we need, you know, three touchdowns. Bullshit. Like you can't think about that. Mm-hmm. And so I think in life in in business and the things that you guys are up to, it's super, super important. And you'll notice this happen all the time. Like if you're on an entrepreneurial journey, I know we attract a lot of people who are kind of in that world. If you're on that entrepreneurial journey, you'll know that when you create something whether it's an advertisement or a piece of content, you're not really like, okay, I'm just I just need to do this one thing. You're thinking like, I'm going to create this ad, that's going to do this, I'm going to make $10,000. And your brain does all this crazy stuff. And then it doesn't come to fruition and then what happens? Massive upset, massive disappointment, massive discouragement, and then you end up checking out. And what I saw yesterday was, like, people check out in the third quarter all the time. Mm -hmm. When they're down, when shit's not working, people check out. And if yesterday proved anything, it's like, no one fucking knows what's possible. And 15 minutes changed the course of history. I mean, like, not in, like, the grand scheme of, like, human population, but... In sports, that was the greatest 15 minutes that has ever occurred. Yeah, at least in football. And I think, and I think for the, you know, the
1: opposing side, quite the opposite, right? They probably came in in the game as the underdogs, super sharp, yeah. really present, play, made the plays, went into the locker room going, like, we got this handled. We're already living in that future, lost the presence of mind. Like this, exactly. other team, this other team comes in super sharp, really present, like, play-by-play, play, playing like a team. And just the way he was throwing another catch, like he said, it was just like, every ball was like the perfect throw, perfect drill, the whole thing. Um, yeah, they just, and that's that's what, you know, when we said there's a momentum swing, we're talking really like momentum of presence more than anything. And they must've just started feeling that disappointment and that heaviness play-by-play. Play. And it just like the culmination of that was what led to them just, you know, underperforming and, and those guys taking over the game.
0: Momentum's everything in sports, right? You could be down, but, like, you could kind of start to see the table shift. But really, like, all they needed to do was one, make one play, either on offense or defense. And it would have, it would have changed the game. Like, literally, just one stop, and it would have, it, the game would have been over, right? 100%. It's interesting, though, to think, like, you come out of the locker room, you're like, okay, we know a different New England Patriots is going to show up, right? So, like, we can't just be how we were in the first half. We have to step up our level because they're going to come out swinging. And you do, and you do that. And then I think once that neck, that they hit that next thing, they were like, this game is in the bag. No one's coming back from 25 points in a, in a quarter. And they took the foot off the, the gas. Mm-hmm. And then once that happens again, it's so difficult to regain momentum, which is why I want to keep saying this, like in your life, nothing comes, nothing gets finished in the first quarter. Even if you had a massive victory, success, things are amazing, that's the time, if anything, to like double down and put more gas in. It's, what people tend to do is like they hit a result and then it's like, oh, that feels so good. And then they just let that foot off the gas and to re-engage and get back in that moment and process, you guys have all experienced it. it. How much harder is it to do that than it is to just stay in that flow and keep that momentum going because mm-hmm. the second you're like i got this which is one of the worst statements you can say to yourself the second you're like i got this you don't got this because at that point it's like cocky ego whatever oh the game's in the bag oh i know what i'm doing blah 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 just a quick side story my son started taking jujitsu and his professor is amazing he's this really really young guy he's one of the fastest students to receive a black belt from Gracie uh, from the Gracie family in history. He did it in like 10 years, which I know seems to sound like a long time, but it's, it's, it's really not that fast. And he told me flat out, like the Gracie's don't like to give out black belts. So you really have to do something incredible. So he's been practicing now for, I think 14 or 15 years. And one of the coaches uh, asked him, cause he was like trying to explain to the kids about the power of making mistakes and we all make mistakes and learning from these mistakes. And so Professor Omar walks in and he goes, uh, Professor Omar, (laughs) I don't know how you've you've worded the question exactly, so I'll paraphrase a little bit. He's like, when did you stop learning or when did you stop making mistakes? Something along those lines. And this is how I know like true masters, this was his response. I haven't even begun. And I was just like, wow, bro, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we, we say it all the time. It's like, this is the beginning. This is the we're beginning. Just, we're, we're just getting started all we're the time. Just yeah. getting started.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It, I just, I just find it fascinating that like to masters, that's the way they perceive life. And I think yesterday to some extent, yeah, it was the fourth quarter, but it was just the beginning of the game for them. Like mm. everything that happened for three quarters didn't matter at all. It was like, we got 15 minutes. We got this second and this second and this second and this second. What are we going to do in that second? Mm. Almost like, I don't even know if they, I don't know that they believe that they could win or anything like that. I just think that they, it's like, if we're not going to at least put it out there at this level, we're going to walk off this field feeling like shit the next day.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, just thinking about like the Giants' games in the past, right, where they kind of had the other go the other way on them. There's like a a strong belief that the Giants had then too that we self perpetrated at the end of the season, and then like the catch happens, and then like in this game, like the catch happened too. And I think there's something to be said if you're willing to look beyond the world of coincidence that it's like that's what that energy brings about. Like it looks like luck, but it's really this like super strong belief and just becoming like a clear channel for like, this is what I deserve. And if anybody believes they deserve to win, it's that team for all this period of time, which is how you end up in the Super Bowl, like 40% of the time, (laughs) which is just insane, right? Um, So I think that's just the stuff that starts going your way when you live in that space. And to other people, it looks like magic, but when you're in it, there's like a feeling of alignment there. And that's like a team that's just always been aligned. And you see that, like, people come in from other teams that have no alignment. They play like Shen and they come to New England and they're like, you know, like superstar Pro Bowl players. And it's just yeah. because you're around the conversation for alignment. I imagine they have a very high-level conversation around mastery.
0: What's the line that you love by Louis Pasteur? Chance favors the prepared mind. Yeah. Chance favors the prepared mind. You know, like, and, and you, there's a million ways that people, I've heard people say, you know, uh, I get luckier the harder I work, things like that. It, it just to me, that level, like it, literally warped my mind yesterday. Mm. It, was out, it was outside, the, it was outside the
1: realm of what's predictable.
0: Oh my god! It it's it's so not predictable.
1: Yeah.
0: It just as an athlete and, and as someone who's who's played competitive things. You know, like, there's a time where you're just like, when you're down, you're down. And you're like, you know what? Today's just not my day. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've shown up to the tennis court and my serve wasn't working or this. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I don't have my good my best stuff today. I, I, I swear, like, I literally threw that conversation out the window yesterday. Mm. It, it was just, you know, sometimes what I love is like, Possibility can be created by anything. I, I've watched commercials, like the Honda commercial, I thought was brilliant about dreams and dreams. But like you can get inspired by anything by movies, by books, by commercials, by literally anything. And when you see something that previously, I'm talking like the nanosecond before in your world, was not possible, and then you saw it manifested like someone did it right in front of you that to me just creates like this whole other world of possibility that was not there. And that's literally what I saw yesterday. Hmm. I, I was just incredible. On the other hand, and this is like, I want to, I want to flip the script now. Cause I'm curious what you would say. So now you're the Falcons and you walk into that locker room after that happened. What do you like? So, okay. I get it's a mistake. I get, I mean, I can't even imagine the pain and heart whatever that they're going through. Like, how do you turn that into a powerful moment? Well, I think it's just, it's like entrepreneurialism,
1: right? Most people spend their time in the 97%, 3% get to a place of empowerment. And then there's like the percent of those 3% that are just uh, living in full abundance I think one of the things you have to deal with is it's a really thin line between being amazing and really good at something, and Atlanta's clearly that, and like absolute mastery of something. Where I think just because it was that team in that moment in that exact time, you saw mastery in like a heightened state. Okay. Like in a like a in like a public way. And they have to deal with the fact that like wow, even that. Much work can create that big of a gap between the goal that you have and where you want to be. And okay. just, it's just looking again at the internal game. Um, I mean, Atlanta's a young team. You know, they physically can perform and all that stuff. And if they can keep that team together, they'll probably be back and win a Super Bowl or two in, in the near future. So, um, so here's my
0: question: that pain, yeah. that that loss. I'm sorry, for a young player. Okay, that's a big mental. Fuck. Like, that's a. They played lights out for three quarters. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had a dream season. All this magic and alignment and ta 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 ta. To lose in that fashion. Mm. How do you. It's almost like, I, I mean, I hate to go keep going back to the football example, but, like, the Giants against Green Bay had an amazing game. Like, the first half – well, not the game. The first half we played amazing. Then Roger threw that Hail Mary in the end zone with, like, three seconds, and you could just feel, like, the Giants, like, all the air deflated because they had such an amazing half of, of defensive football played. Uh-huh. You know, offensively things didn't work out, but it's like the defense – it almost felt like they walked in and were like – well, that was the best we're going to play, so, I mean, what now? Right? Like, we, that's the best we played. We're still down 14. How does this – how do you – you if you were, like, one of their coaches, say, like, Matt Ryan or, you know, one of the defensive or anything like that, what would you say to that guy right now so that this would empower him to work harder next season versus demoralize him to be like, well, fuck, I put in – what I thought was 100% and I'm done. Well, I think that that's the message right there, right?
1: It's two things. Number one, that there's always 100% left to play. Yep. Until until the last buzzer in, in, in life, you could say, like, there's always 100% play until you pass. Yes, you know, so no matter where you are in life, it's like people get complacent or they get bored. And it's really a matter of them just choosing to stop growing more than them really choosing to age. Mm. And, and the other thing is, like, finding gratitude, mm. right? Like if they're not grateful for the experience they had this season, the next year they don't have a shot in hell. If they can find gratitude, open themselves back up to the lessons that they need to get. And that's just the lessons that that team and those people collectively on that team need to have that for whatever reason didn't get it to the extent that they needed to get it in order to accomplish their goals fully. And there's something to be said about that. And look, New England, on the other hand, has been through two of those experiences with the Giants where they were like the perfect team almost, right? And then had this like super blue-collar team come in there and just shellack them both times. And I, I really believe that even in both those games, it came down to belief. And I and notice how in all those Super Bowls, there was like that one play that is like, you're like, what the <laughs> how did that, you know, like How did that happen? And I think, again, it's like there's an energy to that level of belief and that the, the, the universe, God whatever, aligns the circumstances for you in the most like prophetic way. To just allow for something that looks like magic to happen. I think when you're in the swirl and the vortex of it, you're like, this is the magic. Yeah. This this is the alignment, you know, and the magic is like a manifestation of that. Um, I was reading Gene Keys last week, and it actually, my Gene Key talk a lot about magic and how magic and common sense are actually seen in contrast with one another, where common sense is actually magic. Uh, it was just really beautiful, like line that I can't I can't recreate it because it was just said so beautifully. But that's what it is, right? Like mastery is common kind of sense. It's like it's a choice to be an eternal student. He's been, they've been at the top of the game because they never stop learning. Um, yeah, just you don't get positioned in those situations that often unless you're, you're you've made that choice for yourself.
0: Yeah, we've had plenty of personal experiences in our business we continue to have personal experience in our business but one I just want to share a story with you guys like at some point when we were we started really kind of like understanding how to generate revenue consistently which at the beginning takes a lot we were pretty much doubling our revenue month over month for like a period of six months at this point um and then flatlined for three months, like literally having very, very little to show for it. And during that time, we went to one of the people that was leading the charge in the company and um, offered to give him $10,000 so that he would go out and basically, uh, for those who don't know about marketing, buy media on our behalf because we knew that he was doing really well and we just wanted to kind of tap into his brain and, and understand what he's doing and things like that. So... We gave him 10 grand. Um, We knew him. We trusted him. Uh, He was one of the leaders in the company at that time. And he stole the money. Like, we didn't know this at the time, but after about a month, you know, nothing was done. Uh, We had another conversation. He's like, well, you know, I was trying to buy this media. It didn't happen. We're going to do it in the next month. Okay. Month two, still no leads, still no nothing. Um, Now we started going back and forth. we were like, all right, listen, this is not working. Just give us back our money. And he refused. He just like started making us feel small. Like you don't understand, you, you know, you don't understand how business works, this and that. And I know like the second someone gets really hostile and, and defensive, it usually means that they're trying to hide something. So long story, very, very short, the guy ended up stealing our 10 grand. And then we were, and that 10 grand to us at the time was a ton, like like a million dollars. Yeah. 10 grand to yeah. us in marketing was just, it was like sustaining a living to like being back to, to square one, literally. And especially,
1: especially when you're choosing between putting money into
0: marketing or putting food on the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I remember I was at an event and, uh, I asked a guy who'd been in the industry for a long, long time. And I told him the story and he let me say the whole thing. So he just noticed how upset I was getting and this and that. And he just asked me, he goes, he knew I believed in energy and, and things like that. He goes, the amount of energy and thought that you're investing in this, if you just took that, that same energy and that same time and invested it in actually creating something versus trying to get something back, you'd already made four times that money and you wouldn't even fucking care about the $10,000 that you handed um. someone. And it was literally like that moment that I remember, I just, I, I flipped the switch. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done giving that energy. The what ifs, the what could ofs, the oh, if I just did this differently or did that differently. No, you did everything exactly the way you were supposed to do it. Why? So that you can learn a really valuable lesson. And now being whatever it is, three plus four years removed from that scenario, I don't know, probably four years. I can honestly tell you that that lesson of what I will call investing $10,000, I can assure you already has made us, hundreds of thousands of dollars more and will save me most likely from making a million dollar mistake way down the road. So back to these guys, like if I were their coach, I personally believe that as a journey of our life, every little piece that happens is there to serve a purpose. We might not even see what that purpose is in this lifetime. But if at least you have the knowing that all of this stuff is happening for you and through you, then what they experience could be the biggest catalyst for the most successful – I mean, they could literally win, like, the next three out of four Super Bowls if they keep that team together and play the way they did. Mm. You need sometimes things to happen to humble you. To finish now, in that team's vocabulary, finishing is going to be something very different than finishing for any other team. 100%. Putting teams away at the end of practice when all you want to do is quit and knowing that another team didn't quit before you will make you work that much harder. So... Things Like that to me, if you can create that kind of new perspective and let that thing fuel you instead of burn you, they may have been just handed like the golden ticket for the next five years as a team well, even
1: if not that for for those people in their lives that 's going to be one of the most pivotal moments as they look back and whatever it is that they move forward in, whether it 's you know staying with football or you know, football is a a temporary thing in their lives uh, for most of them, actually very short term. Yeah. Like that lesson, whether they're in business or whether they decide to serve or, you know, like it would be interesting to say the least to go and follow the people who are on that team for the next 20 or 30 years and then look back at how many of them become super successful or, you know, start becoming part of large movements or anything like that. And I'm sure a lot of them will point back to that moment and be like, the biggest disappointment of my life, and like we've been saying a lot of recently, the trauma, the precipice of um, consciousness and transformation. Uh, once they come out of their darkness, I think those people will be greatly impacted towards transformation in their lives.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see because I'm sure they're gonna be like getting drilled with questions. Um, so if you remember, like last year's Super Bowl, Cam Newton and those guys.
1: Who had like the best season of all time, yeah, and then how he responded when they lost. Yeah. Remember, he would like completely shut down. Yeah. And look at the season, and look at the season they had this year. And granted, the whole team wasn't quite together as it was, but they had a terrible season, and mostly because the they probably have you know, he's a young guy, and or just you know, didn't take that on as a way of like transmuting and transforming that experience to something that would lead them to only greater. And they took a lot of steps back and maybe that was a lesson for him this year. And that's fine. It just, it's interesting, right? Like you can really use those moments for, for both. Um, I I can't, I can't say that that's what happened. It's just interesting to look at.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Like I I just want to share this one other thing with you guys. Stuff happens in our lives all the time, all the time, right? Good, bad. That's all your judgment, this and that. But I think we, and a guy will agree with this, are big believers in, experiencing every moment I think to just try to blind what happened and be like no I'm not upset or um, you know it's okay bullshit like that loss hurts (laughs) I don't care how you slice it like that's gonna be a painful loss what we do one of the the tools that we use is we give ourselves a deadline I know the body needs to react. I know the brain needs to process. And I know during that process, it's going to send a whole slew of chemicals into my brain that are going to make me feel sad or disappointed or upset or angry or frustrated or whatever. But if you resist that from happening, it's going to send a lot more of those chemicals in your body. So knowing that okay, there's a physiology to everything, right? And when that happens, I'm not going to feel great, but you got to give yourself a finite amount of time that says till this time, brain, body, whatever, you can do whatever you want to do. You want to feel upset. You want to do this. You want to do that. Feel it. Mourn, do whatever you got to do at the end set a date set a time set whatever like if it's minuscule like I've had days where shit doesn't go right and I would literally like if it's like it's 340 now for example so I'll say okay body mind whatever you got till four o'clock to do whatever you need to do you can be pissed you can moan you can bitch you can all of it at four o'clock we're getting this shit back on track because I'm not willing to spend more time in a place that I know at the end of the day, it doesn't serve me. It's not like moving me forward. And I know that the body just needs to experience certain things, right? If I don't resist it though, it just goes through me and allows for the next thing to arise. And by doing so, you almost like give permission to whatever that other part of you be right at that moment, right? Like we all want to be right. We all want to be heard. We all want to be accepted. The second you're like, I don't want to feel this. This didn't really happen to me. That's like putting whipped cream on bullshit and calling it a, a, a pie or a cake or whatever the hell you want to call it. That just doesn't work. So it's going to be interesting to see because I know yesterday probably got drilled with questions. I know over the next few days, they're going to be drilled with questions. It's going to be interesting to see what they take from it and how they speak about it. Um, and I agree with you 100%. Like Cam had a reaction. I'm sure he would have loved to have taken it back. But it's gonna be interesting to see what this team does and then going forward, how that language will alter the way their season uh, progresses next year. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Anything else you want to say about mastery or this or anything here?
1: No, I feel like you were trying to drive the direct uh, conversation
0: a of a different direction. I'm good. I didn't I didn't want to keep this going uh, for more than like 45 minutes today, so have an amazing day all right guys later so that's it my friends that's today's episode i just want to thank you for being part of our have it all family and truly truly thank you for listening to our podcast if you'd like to help or give back in any way possible the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family friends or colleagues And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, You'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.